You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Well, action-packed show planned for you guys today, right, Motorator? Yes, sir. <laughs> Cover a lot of ground in this show. Yeah, we do. Yeah, that's what we do. All right. Uh, first, Dodge, man. Take advantage of the power dollars. Dodge power dollars, that is. Drive home any 2020 Challenger, Charger, Durango. Save 10 bucks per horsepower. So here's how it works. You got the Charger, SRT, Scat Pack. 485 horsepower. That's 4850 bucks off. See how that works? The lineup includes the most powerful SUV ever made. 807 horsepower. Dodge Challenger SRT Superstock. Uh, it's more than just power. They're the first domestic brand to ever rank number one in initial quality and appeal in the same year as per J.D. Power, who is the industry standard. So, uh... What are you waiting for? Get to your local Dodge dealer now. Take advantage of the Dodge Power Dollars while it lasts. And never been a better time to join the brotherhood of muscle. With the holidays coming up, we'd like to offer you a little something special. And all we're asking in return is a few moments of your time to help support a great sponsor of this podcast. We ask that you complete a short survey because your opinion matters to us and our sponsors. It'll only take a couple minutes. And if you're one of the first people to do it, we'll give you a reward in return. Just go to podcastopinions.com and everything will be right there for you. That's podcastopinions.com. The first 150 people who complete the survey will get a $10 gift card to amazon.com. All of our shows are supported by advertisers, so filling this out will really help us. Please go to podcastopinions.com, and as always, thank you for supporting the show. It's a little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, I'm Maldito Cristian Perez. I had to use the real name. Why? Because now it's the podcast. From negative to positive, which you can catch on Apple Podcast, Podcast One, and Spotify. Flow to the rider. Woo! I don't even know if you know how much... They play you around the world or anywhere, my brother. No matter how much bread we make, dog, we can't take it with us. No right. matter how many houses, cars, whatever we acquire, can't take it with us. With that said, anything we make is always to give back, dog. Why are we starting a podcast? Well, it's real simple. With the times that we're living in right now in the world, I think you need to be motivated, inspired, educated, aware, positive. So what I'm here is just to motivate the world and let them know when we talk, we call it spade, it's spade. So you're going to hear the truth. So I look forward to the podcast. I look forward to showing y'all, teaching y'all how to take it from a negative to a positive. So get ready. From negative to positive, which you can catch on Apple Podcast, Podcast One, and Spotify. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on. No choice but to get on mandate. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling friend. It's CarCast, Matt Crawl. It's Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea over hello. there. Uh, hello. Let me give 15 seconds to our friends over at Dodge. It's time for the Dodge Power Dollars once again. That means for each horsepower, you get 10 bucks off your purchase. So you do the math. I'm one of those bad boys. You can do a Challenger, Charger, Durango. Come on into Dodge Power Dollars uh, today for uh, Dodge dealers for their uh, Power Dollars. Amazing deals. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, what do you got? Well, some bad news about our good friend John Campion. Mm. John Campion uh, passed away. He's yeah. been fighting uh, leukemia, leukemia, I believe, for for yeah. some time. Yeah, and he had uh, just a 
I think you interviewed him on Take a Knee mm-hmm. at, at one point. Um, yeah. He's a great We're gonna guy. We're going to replay that on Monday. You yeah, he'll be so. the, ne- the next Take yeah. a Knee. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, great guy. He was Just, also on this show last year. That's right. We had him here as well. Very enthusiastic. Very chatty. Uh, uh, yeah. Very Irish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was also in Jay Leno's garage. You've seen him there with his uh, Lancias. Yeah, yeah. He, a, a, a great motor in him, pardon the pun, because he loved the cars, but he, he just had that zest for life. Big laugh, good guy, always ready to, you know, have a conversation and, and talk about anything. And uh, he's going to be missed because he was a good guy, a good car guy. And the thing that was an interesting car guy, you know, some of these guys, you know, where they just go, this guy's got... 15 he's got 15 camaros all in consecutive years starting in 1986 (laughs) and it's like okay (laughs) but campion had the lancias which were amazing and stuff we didn't even really know about and then ones with lamar history and all in the martini livery i mean total wheelhouse for guys like us who like more interesting things yeah he also had um an f1 car or a couple of f1 cars and he sent me a video of him driving which i think was a john player special mm. car well if you that, think if you think it was it yeah, was i just not a lot of black and gold and i and i, I just remember black and gold right and uh, he, you know, he sent me a video that he's like, "This isn't out yet. I just want you to show it." He goes, "It's so much fun." He's like, "I'm having the best time of my life." Like, yeah. he was so, he was just so into it. I don't, yeah. You can see pictures of his collection. He has a great shop, by the way. Um, but also, like you talked about, a guy with a motor is a guy that just started off as like a roadie, just a a low level guy uh, doing concerts, working at concerts, setting up stages and just being like i don't know kind of like a pa if -hmm. you will Mm -hmm. and noticed while doing that and i'm sure you'll have the the longer story on uh, take a knee noticed that the companies that showed up to supply power generators and all that stuff he saw some flaws in that yeah built himself up that type of company and did it from scratch he just saw a need Mm -hmm. like any (laughs) any any hardworking entrepreneur so anyway a great guy and he will be missed. Yes. All right. So on to the uh, Stratus auction, which I was <laughs> yeah. looking at. Now, as we tape this, there's a couple days left on a couple cars we like. Yeah. Um, I think the Nissan would end today. Um, I think the Nissan ends today. The, the Cunningham car. The Cunningham car. It's up to three hundred grand. So somebody, okay. somebody's been bidding on it. Yeah. So a little movement on it. You know, we think the price on a car like that is more in the six to seven twenty-five range. Mm-hmm. So, still quite quite shy of that. Um, it was a fourteen-day auction. It it sat at a hundred grand for about ten days or something. Yeah, and you know, I think what you want in an auction is you you want movement. You know what I mean? Like you you want you want action. Yeah, and so it was at a hundred grand for. A week plus, and then I looked the other day, and it was three hundred grand. So there's some movement, you know. There is some some action going on. There is. This is a tough one because when you do a long auction like this, it with a new company like Stratus, the fourteen day auction has some. It, it it makes a little bit of sense because 
it allows them to start the auction and start generating some buzz about the car, or at least they hope to. They're saying, mm-hmm. hey, it's there. You can see it. You can read about it. The auction's open. At least get your name in. Maybe throw in a bid. Do something. You've got plenty of time. Mm-hmm. Now, as the site becomes more popular and this auction company really starts to take off more, um, I could see that being more like a weak auction because they have to do more of them and there's more people that know about the cars. Uh, bring that down a little bit. But it was a little kind of frustrating, you know, because we're such fans of that car to watch that thing sit at, you know, a hundred grand for whatever the first. 10 days of its 14 days or 11 days of its 14 days, you know, going, what's, how come nobody's getting in on this car? How come no, what's happening? What's happening? Where is, where is everybody? Right. So we'll, we'll know, we'll know in the next few days, there's a Jag uh, 220, I think that's yeah. at, at 220. Somebody's there's, being funny. Yeah. There's the GTP <laughs> Nissan that's at one. Hundred thousand, like eighty three dollars, which is another one of those. Someone's being funny things. Yeah. I think that's the number on the car. Or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's some of that going on, but we'll we'll find out what's going on uh, soon. And by the time you hear this, we'll we'll have some we'll have some answers. Uh, what else? So we're swapping the transmission from the six ten to the five ten. Mm-hmm. That's going on. Getting as we ready for speak. a December race. Getting ready for a December race. Um, That'd be good. Weather would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. It should be. Um, right. Let's see. We got the Escort rolled in. Which I haven't gone to see yet. I just rolled up here and uh, uh, started doing the podcast. But did you, uh, were you here when they unloaded it? Yeah. Well, no. I. It, it, it's one of these things where it's like. I'm not sure if you fired it up or not. Uh, you got to. You know, my life is very strange. Mm-hmm. I on the day the thing was supposed to oh, yes, roll so you in, were flying and traveling, doing all kinds of crazy. I shit had to too. come in here and do an ACS podcast, and then I had to hustle to LAX, and then I had to land in Oakland, and then I had to drive to Stockton, and then I had to do a gig in Stockton, and then I got back in the car, went back to Oakland, and mm-hmm. then went back to LAX. So it's like. It's it's such a bizarre life. I guess it's kind of your first world problem where the car was supposed to be unloaded while I was doing the podcast yeah, in the morning. Yeah. Then after the podcast, you know, Mike August shows up with his backpack and yeah, it's like, like we're ready to, ready to hit the road. And then I run over to the shop and for 18 seconds. I look at the car and then I run back here. Yeah. We, we drive. <laughs> but by the way, I don't know how many people on that Southwest flight just bought a Paul Newman race car, but it's got to be less than 10%. <laughs> yeah. like, one minute I'm standing next to the Paul Newman car. Next thing I'm just sitting in between two people on a Southwest flight to Oakland. Yeah. I thought they weren't selling middle seats. Oh, you're sitting next to Mike. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. What? Are, yeah. Yeah. I sat next to Mike on that. Yeah. We, we, had, we kept a seat in between. Not flight home. He didn't make it. So there, he didn't there, make there, it. We just didn't have enough time to drop the rental car off and drop me off. Oh. So. So he takes the hit. He's got to walk home. <laughs> God knows what Mike does. He had a bununch of food that we took from the gig. Oh, so. I'm, sure, I'm sure he's he's probably still there eating all that food, driving back in a rental car. He probably just drove it all the way back. So uh, let's see. So we haven't seen it. So now I'm excited. We we got to go over there and, and and check it out. Like more than just for 18 seconds, I guess. Yeah. All Although you got another podcast after this, so you better hurry up. My only uh, 
My only takeaway is it's on wets. The tires are like knobbies on it. Yeah. And it's funny. Those cars look so cool on those big wide slicks. Yeah. They don't look that good on the wets. It's like too much tread. You right. know what I mean? But Ross, who owned it, did drive it. He mm-hmm. did like to race it. And he lives in Florida. Right. So a lot of rain. <laughs> so a lot of rain. So, yeah, we'll figure out slicks. Um, I talked to uh, Troy Ermish about cantilevered slicks, which he says they make. I didn't know they still made them. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, they'd use the cant of the slicks that would hang over two inches, you know. Uh, I talked to Troy a little bit about uh, Tom Cruise's 200SX yeah. tube frame car. So we had a little discussion about that and maybe purchasing that car and putting it back well, together. What, what's sort of the status as far as you're able to to gather on what's original, what's been changed over the years? Obviously, it's a racing car, so engines don't really necessarily exist all the time as far as like you know, all the original pieces and and we've seen that on on all of the race cars or over at the shop you know some things get changed control arms mm-hmm. things like that so i what 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 is there and what authenticates it as tom cruise cars or chassis numbers or brass tags or some kind of it it's a two frame car it's the it's the chassis i don't know how it got verified but uh, whoever's had right. it just had it for could, a million could have years. a stamping on it or something yeah or for for you know it, it it has a story too like the dude who bought it knows where he bought it from he'll mm-hmm. tell you who the thing is you know troy talked to the guy who made the chassis you know it's like some of it is official documented stamps and codes yeah. and things and then others are just sort of dudes it's, it's paper going trail, here's you know? yeah and it's not that long so you know some dudes probably had it for 30 years you know right sitting in his garage so it's 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 the chassis the body is missing it has a 240 sx body on it i'm trying to think yeah um a different body on it uh the the engine is different and and not correct it's supposed to have an l motor in it it's got something else maybe a little more okay. modern and uh, there's some interesting bits and pieces to it. It was a Bob Sharp car, but it wasn't built by Bob Sharp. It was built by another guy and sort of delivered to Sharp. And uh, the story, as I hear it from Troy, is it was built, um, given to Sharp. I guess Sharp put it in his livery, mm-hmm. put the put the planner's peanuts on it, and got the sponsor's names going on it. Um, Scott Sharp evidently shook it out, okay, yeah. and and kind of kind of broke it in, worked dialed it in, and then they gave it over to Cruz. Yeah, that sounds all pretty consistent with the stories we heard about Cruz getting in with Newman, and it, for them to to say, "Hey, Scott, you know, show Tom the ropes." And let's just buy a car and convert it into the livery and, you know, dial it in the way we want. That all kind of makes sense. So that seems pretty consistent with uh, with the story that we've come to hear, you know, through the movie and the books and everybody we've talked to. And yeah. Making the doc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should be interesting. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll see how that odyssey goes. Probably uh, just, 
you know, get, get it to Troy if he doesn't already have it and then, you know, just tell him you do it and do the, yeah. do the restoration on it. Body panels and stuff you have to find. I mean, you yeah. can't find them. You got to make them. You got to make them. Right. But such is, uh, such is life. I mean, I was asking him, but did they make any deck lids or, or hoods or anything for this car? You know, because they make them for 510. You know, you could get a fiberglass deck, you know, trunk lid yeah. or hood or flares or right. you can get stuff for it, you know. And he's like, they didn't race these cars enough. Nah. So they didn't really, there's no market, no market for that. Yeah, that's kind of tough. I think we, we did some stuff like that when you did, um, when you took the Newman Camaro and put it back to the Oldsmobile. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some body pieces I think we were able to make or from the other Oldsmobile or measure or get molds for. But some of that, you know, like the roof on that thing and the whatever, the the B pillars and all that, uh, or the C pillars rather in, in the back, had to be taken off of that. Those were metal pieces off of a real mm-hmm. car and that had to be yeah, we, done uh, and modified. Sorry, did you say roof? We had to get the roof. Yeah, the roof. Right? Yeah, the roof yeah. and the... And the pillars, yeah, 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 and that had to be grafted off of a off an Oldsmobile Cutlass from a junkyard, and 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 welded on and fitted and kind it, of rounded. You it's kind of it's kind of funny when you buy a whole car to just use the sheet metal roof. Yeah, and I think we used some of the plastic on the taillights. I think oh, we used okay. taillights. Yeah, but um, yeah, but then scrap the rest, and you, you buy the thing for five hundred bucks, right? And you got the. You cut the roof off and have it somebody welded on there for eight thousand dollars, <laughs> and then you scrap the rest. Yeah, for a life for two hundred bucks. <laughs> uh, so I'm looking down a punch list here. Yeah, Ford is opening up orders on uh, the Mach One. Yeah, so uh, on Wednesday the fourteenth, October fourteenth. Uh, they did kind of a fun thing. Seventy three years after Chuck Yeager broke the Mach One record in a plane mm-hmm. they've timed it that ford one now makes it available uh wednesday is the day you can order the new mach one the 2021 mm. uh ford mustang mach one um but i was talking to uh goldberg earlier in the week is one of the things that i like about what we're doing with cars now especially in the performance cars is instead of just launching a car having its five-year run and then it gets like a facelift or a few updates is mm-hmm. we're we're making progress each iteration of the car. Each mm. year it's mm-hmm. coming out, right? Like this car basically replaces the Mustang Bullet, which was fantastic for fifty one thousand bucks. This one also fifty one thousand and change. But they've already learned things from the GT three fifty and the GT five hundred. They're saying, Oh, well, we've improved the 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 uh, the steering, and we've made adjustments to the Magna Ride suspension, and we've got some arrow. So now the downforce on this car is better than the GT350, and we've modified a gurney flap, and we've taken the GT350 oil coolers and put them on this engine. And, you know, the Bullet had rev matching, but not on the Tremec transmission, had a different transmission that wasn't as durable, oh. and people wanted the durable one. So they're saying, hey, we've got the Tremec six-speed manual from the GT350, but with rev matching. Right? Uh, so yeah. lots of cool stuff. Yeah, lots I'm still of cool upset stuff. because uh, <laughs> three, I, had, I don't know, three years ago, they're talking about the uh, 50th anniversary of the movie Bullet or something, and they wanted to come out with the Bullet yeah. you know, and pay tribute to McQueen and blah, blah, blah. And 
Ford was talking to me, and they're talking August, and we went down and visited them. I remember in Dearborn, that, yeah. and we sat in their like creative space and pitched their creative team. And I just came up with this killer idea. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it too. And if you guys are listening, you, you heard it before. But it was just the 50th anniversary of you know the movie Bullet, driving the Ford Mustang, and uh, the the lead in you know two minute bit would be. Uh, People didn't know it, but my dad was a pretty popular actor in the late 60s, early 70s. This is you on camera talking. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Bullet, McQueen, a lot of people don't know because a lot of it was cut out. It was all cut out, but he had a passenger (laughs) (laughs) during that chase scene. Yeah, they edited around him. It was, yeah, it was his partner, Buddy. It was my dad. He got got edited out of the movie, but we have footage. Yeah, of we have some of the footage from the original shot, and it, and of course it'd just be me with a huge afro and a big peace sign <laughs> and a turtleneck sweater and a yeah, yeah. shiny leather blazer, just going out of my mind, hanging onto the dashboard, screaming, <laughs> "Let me out!" <laughs> and of course yeah. you just cut to the outside of the car, and it's it's pitched sideways, going through the streets of San Francisco, right. and then you cut in, and I'm hanging onto the dash, screaming. <laughs> but then of course you cut back on one of them. And I have like a, a milkshake and a straw and I'm just casually <laughs> drinking out of it. You know, you, yeah. you, you have all that kind of fun. You come back, I'm upside down in the seat, you know, <laughs> it, it, you just do that. Yeah. And I know from doing so many man show bits, like I can see it already. Like, right. I'm like, oh, that's gold, man. Yeah. That is going to be funny. And uh, no. never did it. I didn't do it. <laughs> no. But I pitched him, me and Mike pitched him in the room and they're like, oh, Oh, so funny! Like so good, and I—I I don't think they ever did anything. But the point is, is I blame Mike. Was that. I blame Mike too. <laughs> All right, and uh, it was a good idea. It's a funny idea. Now I kind of feel like we need to do that at some point. We need to figure out a way to do that. I agree. It's funny. Travis Pastrana is doing some Jim Connor. So Travis Pastrana is teaming up with Ken Block and the Hoonigan guys to do a Gymkhana video. But instead of just taking one of the rally cars, the drift cars or whatever, they were able to get with Subaru. And uh, Chris can find a, a photo. It's a Travis Pastrana Gymkhana Subaru. They were able to do a purpose-built car. So they can make it as batshit crazy as they wanted to. And and What's purpose-built? I mean, they, it's, not, they, it's not a rally car that they... Blah blah blah. Right, they made a specific Gymkhana car, mm-hmm. and they were able to with no limitations. Right, like we can do crazy arrow, we can do crazy horsepower, we can do whatever. And although this thing is actually wind tunnel tested, it's got like you look at that front fender. Uh, yeah, click like look at this bat wing thing that's going on. I get that it's got a little bit of Dark Knight Batmobile in it, but they also try to make it as functional as possible. And apparently the car works fantastic, and there's a video that's out now about uh, Pastrana, like, getting in it and learning it. And this is uh, – I think you've talked to him several times, interviewed him so mm-hmm. many times. Again, you just get, like, this kid in him, how enthusiastic he is and how excited he is he, to be able to do this. And he's, He really has a lot of, like, man-child in him. Like, he's boyish. Yeah. He looks boyish. He acts he, – he's not immature. <laughs> he's just – he's pumped about doing stuff. Yeah. He, his you know enthusiasm I mean? for this is is fantastic. So this is going to be a you fun piece. F- 
yeah, you couldn't fake what he does. Yeah, I mean, you're you're if you're not into it, <laughs> there's no way. There's no way it's like a money grab or you know like like you know like comedians. Me, Leno, whoever, you do corporate gigs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, come on out, talk to these insurance guys, make some money. You know what I mean? Yeah, fine, I'll do it. But that's not his life. No. His life, <laughs> he's into it. <laughs> it's uh, funny because uh, he did that Evil Knievel live event, yeah. and uh, Goldberg was one of the hosts of it. And his initial reaction, as soon as I brought this up, he was like, Pastrana's the nicest guy. He's like, he's so enthusiastic he's so nice to talk to he just loves what he does more than anybody uh nothing but good things to say about him yeah and uh you know this Goldberg, car is nuts goldberg's a real nice guy too see <laughs> it, it's all right to be easy and nice yeah. you know what i mean like, you don't have to be a temperamental kind of struggling art or not struggling but artist you know attitude or whatever prima donna whatever it's yeah leno goldberg Pastrana, nice. Seems seems easier to be nice. Anyway, I, I can't wait to see the video, the Jim Cotton video for it, because the car is nuts. They didn't disclose the horsepower of it yet, um, but I guess they're still using a boxer engine. I don't know what they think they can get out of it, but I don't know how much you need. Like when you start looking at, you start looking at some of Ken Block stuff, like his 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 Hunicorn Mustang, and I think the truck and whatever that he did. You're all-wheel drive and i don't know 900 horsepower it's doing four-wheel burnouts and and i don't know maybe this comes in at 600 ish yeah that, that i mean also it's such a unique piece and there's you know twin turbos on it i'm guessing that a lot of it is about the fuel you know especially with the turbo mm-hmm. so you turn up the boost you run the aviation fuel or the 118 yeah, or whatever it is, and you can really, you know, you can take that thing from, you know, 400 horsepower to 675 with really putting in the good juice and really turning up yeah. the wick and having the computer manage that system. So, uh, yeah, I would I would guess 600 plus on something like that. I but I, I don't think you – I wouldn't think you would need much more than that. I think when we talked to uh, to Tanner Faust a while back when he was doing like X Games Rally Cross in I don't even think it was the Focus it was like the Fiesta or something like that the Ford mm-hmm. and tiny engine and we asked him how much boost I I want to say he said sixty pounds of boost yeah he might he he may have said that yeah it's something sixty pounds of boost it's something insane well again once you run any kind of fuel you want and once you 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 dedicate that much to cooling yeah we're yeah. looking at it. It, it it's it's insane it's it's got to be i'm you know it's got to be well over 600 horsepower i would guess yeah it's it's funny when you think about 60 pounds of boost you're like okay so without the turbos the engine makes 12 horsepower and then the rest is just boost it's 600 horsepower of boost yeah those things ha- the compression on those things I if you're I, I have no goddamn idea. I six to one. Like I, I don't know what the I, I don't know how it works. Well, with I, the it, good it, fuel you can you can run more compression because all we're trying to do is get rid of detonation. Yeah, it can't point, be really. six to one, but what I'm saying is is back in the day you had to just lower that compression and oh, yeah. you could up the boost. Now modern day cars with the computers they can still have the yeah. higher compression and still keep the boost. 
Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty amazing what we can do even on on, on turnkey cars, Corvettes, Mustangs, and, and, and stuff well, speaking like that. of Corvettes, 11, eleven to one compression, run eight pounds of boost. There's a there's a uh, Corvette thing I want to get into. Why don't yeah. you hit your uh, Geico and then we'll talk about the new C8. Yeah, so you know what's really scary right now is just seeing how much you could be saving on car insurance by switching to Geico. It's almost as scary as that homemade elf costume your mom made you wear in junior high school. Well, Geico can't erase the memory of tripping down the hallway in those pointy shoes, but they can save you 15% or more on car insurance. So stop waking up at night in a cold sweat wondering what happened to that green onesie. Switch to Geico and save. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. All right, so there is uh, the C set. Uh, sorry, C eight production halted. Yeah, I, I, we're, <laughs> I think people are making a big stink about it, but it's it's halted for like a week. Oh, okay. I've, I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen a few of those around now. Yeah, they look good. I think they. I think from a profile, I saw one uh, parked at a Panda Express, <laughs> and I I was looking at the profile of it. I think I was talking to you on the phone, and I was saying. It 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 looks like too. It looks like the new NSX yeah, a little bit from NSX profile, it, yeah. and I also look a little uh, R8 Audi, maybe a little a it's little got, of that from the some, profile too. When R8, the new one has some harder edges into it. It's a little less soft. It's a little bit the new. Edgy. Sorry, yeah, the new yeah. R8. It's, it's got some harder edges. To I the haven't R8, seen yeah. the new. You right, probably have because it's not quite as roundish and bubbly as mm. as because yeah. it's this design, this harder edge design has been out for a few years on the R8. You're right; it has a little bit of, of both of those, and I don't know if you were up close on it or across the street, but when you get up on it, you realize how large it is. The C8 is a pretty big car. You know, it's got the front and rear trunk spaces, and you know the engine, you know, rear mid, but there's a good size like. You know, golf club size trunk behind mm-hmm. the engine. Mm. You know, it's got quite a bit of of space. It's a big car. Yeah, and uh, you know, for under a hundred grand, kind of a world beater, right? Yeah. So uh, the guys at Edmonds, we have Alistair come in. They bought one, and they spec'd it out. They spent eighty grand, and they didn't get the full crazy carbon fiber uh, with the with the big wings and all that stuff. But they did get the Z fifty one handling package so they say mm-hmm. basically got a base model with the upgraded handling and i think they spent about 80 grand yeah it's a good time to have a decent job and be an enthusiast you yeah, know it seems like a lot of car for 80 grand yeah in a in a in a way i'm i'm trying to i'm trying to wonder if like these cars they work they work well they all kind of kick butt the pretty world class performance wise and you just get in and kind of drive it every day. I, my thing is always your – a lot of guys do this with their wives. Eventually, that's just your wife. Like, yeah, you met her and she was a, <laughs> she was a Hawaiian tropic model and it was a big deal. And then at some point, that's just the person. Yeah. That's the person I live with. Yeah. And uh, she needs to change the fucking litter in the kitty box because yeah. I'm pissed. You know. And cars do that too. Like you just go, yeah. It's like, you know, when that day comes, you start eating fast food inside the car, you know, and not, like not worrying about it where you park yeah, it yeah, that much like, oh, and stuff. Don't, don't, don't wear blue jeans on my white seats. Uh, right. start to smear. But, but at a certain point. Now like, you're just wearing jeans eating at, a Big Mac. And then at some point you're like, I, 
I'm making a Home Depot run. Yeah. And then you go, I'll just put a beach towel down on the floorboard on the passenger side. I can put a, I can put a 90 pound sack of ready Crete in there. I think that's good. <laughs> so you start doing that and eventually the car gets a little. Yeah. Uh, but what I'm saying is, is I'm not, I'm, I'm not one of these guys who would ever want to go buy myself a supercar and then just drive it every day. Because it's not a supercar anymore. It's just your car. You're going to work. You're sitting in traffic. You have to kind of worry about it a little bit. But what I mean is, is, you know, people always say, oh, Adam, you got money. You're a car nut. What are you driving? What are you driving? I just want to get from here to there. Mm -hmm. Do it kind of also like fly under the radar a little bit. Like I don't want to get pulled over all the time and, and all that shit. And uh, I don't, I don't really need to make a statement. I feel like I, I got my bona fides. So people know I like cars, but uh, the, and it's, it's actually kind of interesting because uh, you know every man, the every man comedian Jay Leno's sort of the same way because he drives a different car every day, mm-hmm. and they ain't all supercars. Right. A, a lot of them are just kind of weird, little funky, whatever Say car. Most are not. Supercars. Most all are not supercars. Like <laughs> yeah. a, half the stuff, half the stuff Leno drives on a daily basis is not in the sub eight zero to sixty oh, times. Right. No, it takes four people in twenty two minutes to start, and and like a butane <laughs> torch. Yeah, it's like a crew. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I know. The, I know he drives the guy a Stanley the bomb Steamer has to come stuff. over it. Yeah, but, but you know he's got his muscle cars and things like that. And actually, I I think we talked to him at one point. We're like, oh, you know, we used to go to Hermosa and do a show, all that stuff. He's like, yeah, yeah, we take my wife's Lexus. Right. <laughs> yeah, the Lexus sedan. Yeah, that's uh, that's who that guy is. That's who uh, Leno is. All right. So uh, let's see what else you got. Um, which is uh, let's see what's kind of uh, what's kind of interesting is a while back I drove the Polestar. If you remember, the Polestar is the spinoff brand, if you will, from Volvo. Which is interesting because Polestar was the sporty oh. side of things, right? It was like the AMG and I, the M. Yeah, I was looking down on the list at Polestar, and I keep thinking I was thinking Polaris. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was not the three-wheel thingy. Right. Uh, But the Polestar has evolved into a, like, eco-conscious brand, electric and hybrid brand, Mm -hmm. and the entire interior is vegan. Like, you could spend four grand to get the leather if Mm -hmm. you want, but it has, like, this really cool kind of soft, leatherish type of interior. You would never know the difference, but it's Mm -hmm. not. Mm Mm-hmm. And I drove the Polestar 1. I, I believe I brought it here. You saw yeah, it. it's good looking. Uh, it really is good looking. I didn't realize just a sedan like that or uh, the – I think it was two-door. Two uh, the Polestar 1 is a good looking uh, coupe. Mm-hmm. I got more questions about that car. What is that thing? What is that thing? What is that thing? Like more than anything. It just – it worked well. It sounded – you know, it, it ran mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. But – it's one hundred fifty thousand dollars. So the Polestar Two is the sixty thousand dollar more affordable, more accessible. Competes with the. Sorry, what was the base on the first one? About one hundred fifty. Wow. Yeah. All right. So one hundred fifty versus sixty. Yeah, and they're going to make a handful of those. You could buy the Polestar One for one hundred fifty, and it's a beautiful car. But the Polestar Two is the more accessible version. It's a it's a small ish 
four door sedan. Is it? It's a uh, plug in electric, but not hybrid. I don't think it is hybrid. I and think what this do we, one's full. What do we think there. the range is on that thing? About uh, 220, I think Edmonds tested it at 223 miles, hmm. yeah. which, is, uh, which is right on par with what they got with like the base Model 3 and the base Model Y, mm-hmm. right? The, you know, you'd have to th- com- compare them to the, Tesla. to the Teslas. Yeah. And then- of the three, because uh, they did a fantastic video about it that really sort of compared them, the Model 3 was a little faster. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I don't know, three point something seconds, four seconds. The Polestar was 4.3, zero to 60. And then the Model Y in its base form was like 5.3. So uh, it was, uh, it kind of, kind of fit in the middle. And it was a little snug in the back seat, but it just seemed out like it, Alistair from Edmonds made up a good point. He's like, especially in LA, as, being in a Tesla is like being in a Prius at this point. It seems like everybody has one. There's nothing really that special about it. Mm-hmm. But the Polestar, it works. It's good looking. Mm-hmm. The interior is nice. And they did this one thing that you and I have been talking about for a long time. Uh, the guys at Edmonds as well, is they didn't try to invent their own damn infotainment system. They literally just went to Google Google, and said, do it, do the whole thing, and it works. It works well. And it even has like Google Assistant, like Amazon Alexa in it. You just talk to it and it works. Yeah. Even the Tesla one, I understand, is a little buggy. But you can go in there and say, uh, you know, hey, Google, turn the air on and the air comes on. Like it just seems to work. Like why not – just outsource it and partner with the company with some credibility. <laughs> yeah, no, I I completely agree. I you know what's so different about running Brembo brakes on your Ford yeah. Mustangs? Like, hey, Brembo knows how to do brakes. Let them do it. Yeah, and there's cachet in the in the in the name, right? You want to get your get your Ford Focus ST with the Recaro seats and the yeah. Brembo brakes. And you get your uh, Froyo. With uh, Reese's Pieces in it, not <laughs> shit we made here. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You, you do a little collaboration. The question with the uh, Polestar, which is interesting because I talked to Gary about it a while with his three. Gary has a three, right? Yeah. Um, I it, it drove – look, it's 150 degrees outside where we live. It, it's brutal. Mm-hmm. It's brutal. And – there's nothing worse than like climbing into the broiling hot car when it's just been parked out there. And I'm like, you guys have all heard this rant before, but why, why isn't there a pump and an air conditioner? Why can't stuff run? And, you know, Gary can do it all from his phone. His car will do that. Yeah. It's, it's not just a, a vent. It's an air conditioning that, you know, you could have on your car. So when you get into it, it's 80 instead of a, 109 degrees. And I'm curious if Polestar has that because to me, if you're going to buy one of these cars and you're going to be in one of these Western states like we're in, you know, Arizona or California or whatever, you're going to want that. That's 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 well, a that's a big that's a big selling point for so, me. So so to take it a step further, this doesn't have to be a function of just the electric cars now because. Uh, what we talked about, like with guys with Lincoln and stuff, any car now has so many cars have remote start. So mm-hmm. you can stand here in the studio, you can double click the button, and the Lincoln fires up, the navigator, and the air comes on because you left the air on. Right? right now, you can't really adjust the air, but you hit the remote start. But because they all have uh, the the 
the phone connect thing. Now there's an app for all of that, and you can lock and unlock not just your electric car, but most yeah. of the new luxury cars. The, yeah, then you can the, do what Gary's doing on a conventional gas engine car. Yeah, I guess the the problem is always the kind of car sitting running in the parking lot, like a navigator running in the parking lot. I don't know. I don't know what the legality of that is. I don't know what the AQMD has to say about it. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's a little tougher. And and yeah, we all do that thing where it's like, oh, I'm walking up to the car. I'll, I'll turn it on and yeah. and run it for 80 seconds before I get into it. But the seats are still fucking broiling. And I don't know about, you know, sitting in the Costco parking lot at Burbank and just running, you know. But I, I, I think there is a time limit. I, and then it will shut down again. I personally would like on a on a expensive luxury, you know, Lincoln Navigator, whatever, Rolls Royce, whatever. I want a little electric motor that runs that pump mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with the turning of the crank. Yeah. That's what I want. And I don't know what turns that pump on a on a Tesla. I don't know how that physically works it's a dedicated motor is it turning off of something it's obviously it's not turning off the crankshaft or anything like yeah it's, where where's that pump well pump if is, gary can turn it on with his phone then it's got to uh-huh. be just some electric motor spinning a compressor or something yeah i don't know max pat see if you can find an image of the tesla um air conditioning electric pump we'll see what happens let me tell you guys about uh Overcrest podcast, automotive journalist, Chris Cleewell. Oh, we know Chris, right? Yeah. Yeah. Perpetual optimist, uh, Jake Solberg, discuss cars and uh, culture and obscure motoring history and the changing automotive landscape twice a week. They'll interview industry experts and historical automotive figures and give their commentary on the latest news in the car world. Chris is the guy who took that incredible picture of my Porsche 935 uh, underneath the movie marquee. At, oh, it looked. It looked. So uh, we'll look forward to that next year. Anyway, they're Porsche guys, but they're uh, passionate about all cars and all things automotive culture. So be sure. Check out these guys. Uh, great guys. Hey, man, from one car guy to another, man, we got to support the community. So just search out Overcrest anywhere. You uh, listen to podcasts. All right. Chris, did we find anything on that? I mean, I'll just put up the Google images and let me know if any of these fit your, what you're looking for. It's got to be. Uh... All right. Well, that looks like that looks like a, an electric motor, possibly with a compressor. Oh, that. So we're looking at what looks like a big plastic thing. It looks like an AC compressor wrapped in plastic with an electric motor where the pulley would be, and then there's a plug. Mm-hmm. If I had to guess what, what that was. It's, it it looks, looks like the size of an old-school construction man's lunch pail. Yeah. You know, and, and basically what I'm saying to all the other big big guys out there is put one of those in the back of the car and run that air, <laughs> Just man. Just run it. Just run that yeah. shit. It actually just looks like an AC compressor with an electric motor on it. All right. They're Let, not reinventing anything, you know? No. Let's uh, wrap it a little bit early because uh, we've got a crazy tight uh, schedule today. So, until next time, this is Adam Crow for Mac. Mac. <laughs> I called you Mac. I was reading something. For Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, saying keep the air in the spare 
and the bag and the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. You know, it's really scary seeing just how much you could be saving on car insurance by switching to Geico. Almost as scary as that homemade elf costume that your mom made you wear in junior high school. Well, Geico can't erase the memory of tripping down the hallway in those pointy shoes, but they can save you 15% or more on car insurance. So stop waking up at night in a cold sweat wondering what happened to that green onesie. Just switch to Geico and save. In 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance.